a wild, wild weekend of NFL football and also a little bit of college football. I'm going to make a mention on some college football here. And we have our first NBA preseason game for the San Antonio Spurs. Some believe to be the soon Austin Spurs. This is Sweep the League. It's Monday night. Every Monday night we sweep the league. It's myself. It's the Rockets. Shamaya on the beach. It's Stats himself. Derek Gervin is with Team Gervin tonight. Candace Avila Garcia on mommy duty, but she promises to be back very, very soon. Don't forget Baller Boys podcast. The D. Gervin Big Mo Show. As good as it gets with Derek Gervin. I am Refocused Radio. This is Sweep the League. All those great podcasts are available wherever podcasts are. Guys, it's Monday. Y'all ready to get into this, man? Because it was a very weird weekend, even fantasy football weekend. I've got to go on a little fantasy football tirade myself. How are you guys doing? Actually, I want to give it to Shemai first because little birdie told me that Shemaya was uh, on jury duty. And he didn't get picked. So good for Shemaya. He was able to get out. And I'm pretty sure Shemaya said, you know what? If you're guilty, just kill him. Doesn't matter. Give him the death penalty. But they're like, Shemaya, it was just a red light. He passed the red light. It doesn't matter. All right, we can't use him on our panel. Shemaya, yeah, it was it, it was the ant crossing the street. That we the ant crossing going. the street. It was, it was the instant judgment <laughs> for the ants, the poor ants. But uh, no, uh, it was real quick because we got things to get to. But it was a very interesting process. It started Friday with a Zoom call. Just imagine 455 people in the room saying yes, like affirming the oath part that was so interesting because people all they had to do is do a simple yes we had some people trying to have a full-blown conversation it's like it's not that hard guys so that was an interesting uh moment on the zoom call because topo talk about echo city it was a epic feedback oh my god but yeah today man today was interesting so i get there i'm like i'm gonna get here early because I know the parking garage is going to be super full yeah. and I'm not going to be that person making people wait. Well, let's just say without putting details out there, there was three people holding up everybody because uh, they were like not showing up. And then I guess they finally did. Man, we were standing waiting for the opportunity to start the whole process. And then, you know, the famous guy with the uniform comes out and says, so this is unusual. Uh, numbers 49 through 60, you get to go have a seat. I'm going to give you your paperwork for your employer or whatever. And so me and the guy behind me was like, wow, we are so lucky. <laughs> because before that, he was saying that, hey, this can be expected to be a two-week trial. Everyone's like gasping, like, oh my God, it hits everybody. Like, oh man, geez, I can't get that many days, you know, paid off. So everyone's like going through their thoughts and stuff. And then when we heard that, yeah, it was all eyes on 49 through 60. They were happy, but they were also kind of jealous because yeah, they had to go through the whole process, see if they were the lucky 12 to do a basically almost two week trial. So yeah, literally dodged a, a bullet there. So yeah, I'm happy to get back to normal. 
Yikes, man. I, I've yet to do the whole Zoom jury duty thing. I've heard about it, but I've yet to do it. So it's I'm funny. Pretty... Like, it's so many people who just want to have a conversation <laughs> and everyone's biting their lip. They, they want to be mad and say, like, hey, uh, just chill out. Like, stop asking the same question. And they will literally ask the same question that they told them to hold off on. And I just want to say mad respect to the staff. They are very professional and they are very patient because the mat the the amount of people they had to mute it's just crazy it's amazing their, their patient game is like through the roof amazing so big shout out to the staff for the downtown city of san antonio because they really handled that pressure very well there you go. It is jury duty week and Shamaya giving us the lowdown on jury duty. Like I said, I've yet to do the Zoom thing, but I know my time is coming. I'm not looking forward to it at all. Stats, man, your weekend. Uh, no Austin this weekend or what, what was going on this weekend? I, I'm not going to bring up what happened because obviously that's something that is, you know, something for you. But um, got to got to got to really send some love towards your way, man. That was an unfortunate incident. But as far as the weekend goes, what's uh no Austin this weekend? I usually see you posted in Austin all the time. Nah, no Austin and uh no Austin this weekend, man. Just uh taking care of business, as you know. Uh uh something happened. So you know, had to, <laughs> yeah. uh, something happened and uh when something happens in life, you gotta respond to it. So uh that's pr- that was pretty much my weekend, man, just life stuff, but uh got to relax a little bit and uh definitely definitely uh Feel a little more relaxed today so really happy to be on the podcast and just talk some sports man yeah. stats is superman he did so much coverage i was like wow did he have a clone machine because i'm like man this guy <laughs> stepped up while i was uh out waiting for my you know my schedule that was basically like thrown in the shade Oh yeah. Okay. Shout out to stats. And I mean, the man, the man, the myth, the legend, we got two of them, two of the best on here, stats and Shamaya. They go hand in hand, man. Terrific work by both of you guys. But as long as you got everything taken care of stats, that's all that matters. Rock your, your longhorns finally looked good. Your Cowboys got a win. I mean, what what more could you want? I know the Spurs weren't going to win. That's they're going to probably lose more games than anybody's ever seen in this lifetime. But what, your weekend had to have been good, I'm sure. Oh yeah, it was good. Um, I was like, I was like, stats. Um, had a relaxing weekend, but I did go to Austin last night. Um, it was pretty what? fun. I went to a couple. I went to a couple breweries with my brother. Um, and and our homie. So it was pretty fun, and got some voodoo donuts on on, on the way back. And oh yes. I made a stop at Bucky's. You know, those turkey sandwiches are pretty good. Um, voodoo yeah. donuts. I've never had voodoo donuts. They're they're opening up one here in San Antonio. But not even in my fat days that I have voodoo donuts. And I'm not saying I'm not fat. I mean, I'm still fat, but I'm talking like my my Louis Anderson days. I never had voodoo donuts. <laughs> Louis Anderson days. <laughs> it's pretty good. But the funniest part, man, is uh, you know, like after a couple beers, you know, we we're feeling good. You know, had, had a good time. We we're on. We went to six to get voodoo donuts. That's where it's at. And we're, um, I was asking, we're asking our mom, like, you know, which one do you want to buy? She's like, just buy me a dozen, all right. And I saw the best, <laughs> I saw the best donut. And I had to get it from mom. It was called the cock and balls donut. It was a wiener donut. And she's like, you can write whatever on it. Yeah. She's like, you can write whatever on it. And I, and we wrote hi mom on it. Is it in the shape of a wiener? Yeah. It's in the shape of a wiener. I'll send it to you right now. 
Uh, I, I hope it's a donut and not hey, an actual. Hey, hold up! Oh, hold yeah. up. Whoa, 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 whoa! I don't want to see it. Rock, 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 rock. I know. I know. Oh, rock. Man, please rock. don't send it in the. Don't send it in the group. We have Candace in there. Don't don't go be in no hotels doing that either, man. Oh, rock, rock, rock. I know Halloween's coming up, but come on, you don't have to put on your Brett Favre costume yet. <laughs> hey, I don't have to. I don't have to be like A, B, and show the D, right? Oh, man. all right. So he did send me the picture of the cock and balls donut, and yeah, I I would never order that, at least not for me, but for my wife, probably. I probably would. I just want to see the person's face. As, yeah, uh, Rock is trying to order that for his mom. That's just she, she was, she was, how do you go in there? Like, how do you go in there? Do you say, I'd like oh, to please, get, can I get, yeah, like, can I get two glazed? Let me get a powdered, and you know what? Throw in a cock and balls in there. I mean, that's is that terrible. what you said? That's, that's exactly how it looked. It was the name of it. I just saw it, and then like, is there anything else? And I was like, just straight to her face. I was like, can I get a cock and balls donut? And she just like, looked at me like, with the greatest face. <laughs> Wait, did, so did, did she actually like no sell it or did she make a face? No, like, she just like looked at me and started like, like giggling eventually. And she like made a joke. She on it. I, and then I was like, yeah, right. Hi, mom. And she just like started laughing. I was just like, okay. Wait, so so were there options with this donut? Like, did she ask, do you want it glazed or powdered? Well, it well it, it really came like how it was. Like, they, like at Voodoo Donuts, like, they have it in a case and you can see it and all that. So, like, they already had it made. So, I mean, I guess they had it in the back, but she said, like, it, so did, did, right. did, Rock, did she, did they have it, like, for this particular donut? So, did they have options like glazed, powdered, cream filled, like cock and balls? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I'm so, I'm so great... glad our, our, yeah. some of our guests are co hosts and I. I'm, I'm glad this is the rated R version of Shoot the League. We don't have guests on here. But that is a very good question. Do do they have the the filled cock and balls on? <laughs> Jesus. I, I sent it to I sent it to uh, to y'all too. So my well, no, so. I've never been there, so I'm asking a legit question. I mean, uh, well, they might. I just don't know because I mean, like, like <laughs> so, like, you usually go and like they already have donuts like made. And, like, Man, donuts. it looked like AB sent this for you, mom. Rock, rock, that's a big D, it. man. Yeah, that is a big D. Wow. Take yeah. up the whole box. That's, that, that's you know what? You're right, Shemaya. It takes up the whole box. Like, holy cow. Hey, but, Rock, Rock. It looks like someone's hand got, got a little feisty on the right ball. Yeah, dude. Someone, someone's hungry. <laughs> Someone took a bite out of the ball on the, on the left side, at least. Yeah. But, you know, to all the listeners, just know we at Sleepy do not condone AB's behavior. But Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is, no. We don't condone any of that. But, you know, there's humor in everything. So... It does look easy. okay. Before we go on, I've got to ask this question. I'm looking at the picture, and on the right side under the M, it's like I just got to ask, did you lick that ball? Because there's like no frosting on there. No, I didn't. I, I think it was, I think it was, uh, came out from the box because my brother he has a Jeep, and this guy has this guy had took his doors off, and it was cold <laughs> as hell. And I'm over here just shivering my ass off on the way back home. And like, the, the, you know, we drove over. So, did you touch did... the ball for warmth or? Yeah, <laughs> well, the donut, the donuts in the box, and they're moving around because you know you're just moving around in a jeep, and it's just like going everywhere. So you're free balling. The donuts free balling in the box, basically. Yeah. That's what it is. Okay. It sounds like the box wasn't big enough for this D. No, and you know what? <laughs> We're just gonna move on. You know, one more bad joke. Would this be a bad gift for the first date? Oh, <laughs> it'd be a good hint. <laughs> it, it, it depends on the, it depends on her humor, his or her humor. 
Oh, that's true. That's true. Like I, that, I know a few yeah. people who would actually love this as a first date. I mean, it's edible, so it's not like oh, dude, there's stuff. You know, looking at the size of it and in the box, I don't know if I should be impressed or mad. <laughs> dude, how, how are you mad at that, man? Like it's that's if I have to go into detail, then this really is not gonna be a rated R show. It's gonna be a really X-rated show, and we can't give that many details on this show. <laughs> yeah, it's already been 10 minutes and we'll yeah, we'll just minutes. leave it at <laughs> yeah, I don't know if impressed or upset about it, but <laughs> all right. So being upset or impressed, that's actually a good segue into the Spurs topic that we were gonna talk about, and that's you know, last night's first preseason game. It was a big time blowout. It was not close any time of the night. I mean, at the end of one, it was 30 to 17. Final score is 134 to 96. The Rockets do prevail. I mean, you can say that there was some positives. You can say there was a lot of negatives. What I didn't like was there was no toughness from the Spurs. It seemed like Houston was able to push them around. Saw Malachi Branham. He was probably one of their best players last night. Isaiah Roby really showed why he should get some minutes with the Spurs. Outside of that, Devin Vassell was your leader last night. I mean, he led the team with 13 points. Didn't have a great shooting night, but I like that he inserted himself into the scorer's position, trying to get things going. Hey, you're not going to be fantastic shooting the ball every single night. So shout out to Devin on that. But anything else impress y'all? I mean, y'all may not have watched the game. I had to watch it because I jumped on Locked On Spurs with Jeff Garcia. So I did have to sit there and get the uh, the needles and the toothpicks on my eyes to keep them open because this game was just horrible. But if you look at the stat line, does anything jump out at y'all as far as this stat line goes? And is this something that we can easily say that this is the way the season is going to be? Because I feel we're going to see this you know, at least four out of every five games, maybe even, I mean, tons, maybe even five in a row, six in a row, you're going to see games where you're losing by, you know, 30, 40 points. I mean, what, what did you guys see? Anybody can jump in on this one. Well, in the little instance I saw on Twitter, um, a lot of people were giving, you know, uh, some praise to Yaka. Uh, he almost had a double double, which is expected because he's likely going to be, leading in some most of the categories because you can arguably say he's one of the main guys because no one else is really a star there but you know Vassell let let the Spurs in, in uh, 13 points which um which I'm not too surprised about because I feel like Vassell is going to be coming that next leader and also with Keldon out um preseason into the training camp you may see some little bit of rust from Keldon and with Primo too so I wouldn't be surprised if Vassell leads the team uh but one thing on the Rockets side Jabari seems to look pretty good man and I just wish he was a spur, but I mean, it is what it is. But I, I didn't catch too much of the game. Getting uh, but... that wishing spur shit. I, you know, Matt, uh, McClum got cut from the Golden State Warriors. As soon as he got cut, there was seven people on Twitter saying spur should sign him. Oh, Why yeah. is it everyone that gets cut, no matter who it is, or says, hey, they want to <laughs> trade? First thing you see on Spurs Twitter is he, was, he, should, be, he should be a spur. Spurs should go after him. Not they can't go get everybody. Shit, man. It's desperation, man. They, these fans want something. They know this team. You want is... Matt McClung? I mean, good. I, God. I'm just saying. I, I'm not validating. It. I'm just saying. No, I like, know. There's a reason. There's a reason why. Like there is a sense of desperation from the fans, for better or for worse. Uh, they want something, and it's it's a it's a rough time, man. It's a rough yeah. time to be a Spurs fan, but you know. It's really bad. I mean, I don't think it's going to get any better. Uh, okay. I mean, forget the game. Like I said, it was just a, it was just a head scratching. Yeah, not head scratching. It was just a tough game to watch. Yeah. Hey, Wemby, I will say it. I'm oh, sorry, Rudy. No, no, go, go, go ahead. I will say I am glad Trey Jones is getting more minutes. 
Well, he's yeah. going to start. I think he starts yeah. at point guard. I don't think the Primo thing is going to work out at point guard. Sorry. I'm I'm a Hot fan take. of Primo. I'm a fan of Primo, but I don't think he's going to be that next guy. I really don't. I mean, I think Devin's going to be the next guy to take a step up. Mm-hmm. Primo has the ability to be a good player, but guys are crowning him as if the next, you know, big thing in San Antonio. I don't see it. I really haven't. I mean, yeah, you can ball up in the G League, but shit, when you go to the NBA, it's a big old different type of league. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's definitely Devin. Uh, he looks good. His defense is good. But um, like you said, he, like you touched on, Rudy, he's going to have off nights, but Devin's got to be more consistent, especially at his three-point shooting. I mean, the Spurs shot 26% from three, so that's got to improve if they're going to try and stay in games. Yeah, Rock, you're talking about Wemby and Scoot. I mean, Wemby obviously fits the the mold of this team. They need a big man. Yeah, they have Jacoperto, but he's not versatile at all. Mm-hmm. Scoot is the answer to point, so you really can't go wrong with either guy, can you? No, I, I just think the Spurs are really in a stage where they just have to add arguably the best player available and not really fit needs because, like you said, if, you know, some people may say Primo is the guy, some people may say that he's not. But, I mean, if you're really trying to find the guy in that franchise player, you got to go after whoever, no matter if you have that type of person already in that spot. I mean, you would have saw it if they would have got a uh, point uh, – Power forward and and our if this year like with a Chad or Jabari and some and then even if we got like a Jalen Green also you know coming out this past draft I mean I wouldn't mind him even though people are like well Primo's the next guy I mean it's I I think it's just too early to say who's the next guy relatively but I'm expecting a jump from uh, Vassell and and some of the other guys but it's gonna be a very long season yeah I think so. Um... Uh, the thing is that people got to understand, you got to realize, man, it's going to be like this all year. I, I, I've said it before. You look at the first 20 games of the season. I legitimately saw two and 18 start. I mean, just look at the first eight, 20 games of the season. It's a brutal mm-hmm. schedule. I mean, you've got the Lakers twice. I think you've got the Clippers. You've got, you know, Golden State. You've got nothing but playoff teams or teams that were, playoff bound i think some of their easiest games is like the hornets is one of them but even mm-hmm. that's not an easy game i mean that first 20 games of the season is going to be a big kick in the balls man it's going to hurt and if you have Keldon coming off of an injury you have primo who sat out if these guys are not a hundred percent to start the season the season is just going to be horribly horribly long i mean we don't expect them to make the playoffs at all, right? I mean, not even the playing game. I don't know. Shemai's got some strong words about this, I think. Shemaya? You got strong yeah. words for this? Shemaya's got some uh, some faith in these Spurs to make the playoffs, man. I don't know if that's a joke or... <laughs> no, for real, man. On Baller Boys. You're, you could see them, like, making the play-in or something, right? Oh, oh yeah. I'm, I'm not switching up. I never switch up. Uh, I, I still, to this day, believe the Spurs can be in the play-in. And I know it's a lonely uh, boat I'm in, but it's a lot of room if anybody wants to hop on uh, later in the season. One thing y'all didn't talk about was Zach Collins. Zach Collins, uh, he's been with the Spurs, what, since 2017? Um, he has some positive. I mean, outside of that nasty dunk that uh KJ Martin did, um, 
you know, I think Zach can be some positive boost every now and then throughout the season. Uh, like I said, don't expect them going to championship. All right. I'm not saying that, but I am going to be the one of the few saying that I still think there can be some sparks uh, from this team. It's just going to be a growing experience. But with that said, as long as pop is the coach, anything can happen. I fully, you know, and I'm going to say this, man. I mean, me personally, I would bet a good amount of money to say the Spurs wouldn't make the playoffs. I would bet pretty good amount of money says they won't make the play in. And I have nothing but absolute, you know, I respect everybody's opinion. I mean, shit, you have a guy who said on Twitter and he's a, he's a guy, he's a radio guy said something about, you know, if you think rush is better than Dak, you're just stupid. I mean, honestly, man, it's sports opinion. It's an opinion because at the end of the day, if you get Dak back out there and the offense sucks. They don't move the ball. It's terrible. You put Rush back in and the offense is flowing. It's not necessarily that Dak is better or Cooper is better than Dak. It's how the team plays under their leader is what it is. So to say you're stupid for thinking one thing, that's your opinion. Everybody has a sports opinion, and I respect that. I don't care. Do I agree with a lot of times? No, I don't agree with a lot of times. But you know what, Shamar, I do want to ask you because you're one of the few guys that, you know, outside of all the hoopla Spurs fans that are, you know, 100% tank or 100% we're going to make the playoffs. You have that handful of guys that say we're going to be a contender this year. I mean, you have all the hoopla out there. You're one of the, you're one of the guys that I respect. So when you say that they could make the playoffs or at least play in the game, I just want to know, and you don't have to be a long answer or anything, but what gives you that feeling for that reasoning is what I want to know because because like those young it. those young players deserve a shot for fans to actually believe in them and there's nothing wrong in saying something even though it goes against the grain of what you know most people who are qualified to speak on it you know are saying I respect everyone's you know factual talk if you will. <laughs> But those young players deserve to have fans to say, screw it. I still believe in y'all. I still think y'all can at least be in playing because all it takes is heart. If they have the heart, ooh, almost said something. If they have the heart <laughs> to to play, I mean, anything is possible. Like I said, I'm not delusional saying that they can win a championship. Then you might have to check my heartbeat. But I am saying as long as Coach Pop is the coach, why not? I can see them uh, very, very weak, but very, you know, on the other side of the week, I still believe in my Spurs. And I'm going to always believe my Spurs, even if that means I kind of look delusional as far as how far they can get this season. And that's fine. I mean, you know, there's some people who think the Cowboys are going to actually do something this year. And, you know, <laughs> it's the same feeling. They're going to yeah, yeah. backlash but you know what i'm saying for me is it's just long story short it's just ride or die and i'm gonna always ride with spurs i get that and that's except for the championship no way nah it'd be a cold yeah. day before that happens oh with this squad yeah i mean and like i said i truly i respect it i mean i really do i i want to hear everybody's sports opinions whether i agree with them or not it doesn't matter to me i'll respect it i'll listen to it if i have to argue it i'll argue it but if you come with you know 
reasonings and facts and sincereness in it, I can I can try to open and expand my mind and see where you're coming from, which I do see. When you're a young player, you're hungry, man. You're you're so hungry. You're willing to give up, you know, whatever, make everything happen just to get to that next level. So I do, I do see your your reasoning behind it. I mean, I really don't think they're gonna, I think they're gonna be probably one, maybe one of the worst three teams in the league i think i think they're going to be bottom three possibly um i'm trying to think in the west i mean they probably could be number two bottom in the west maybe maybe even one i don't know i mean it's it's kind of an unknown thing here which i know for a fact one thing that is not unknown is that sweep the league does come to you every single monday night it's myself it's rock it's shamaya on the beats it's stats Derek and candace but let's not forget the other shows that we always 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 promote here that's the d gervin big mo show every single monday nights on facebook Derek gervin paul mckeski um ricky hampton they all get down over there on facebook one of the best shows on facebook follow boys podcast comes out to you every single tuesday stats and shamaya dropping all that knowledge on you i am refocused radio with shamaya on the beats and there's tons and tons of great episodes from shamaya on there last but not least don't forget uh shamaya internet radio shamaya on the beats internet radio go listen to it a lot of great jams being played on there cowboys man we got to move on to cowboys talk cowboys are getting the victories Cup is uh, 4-0. I'm not saying he's better than Dak, but what I see is I see a different team under Cooper Rush, and it seems like this offense is having fun. This offense is relaxed. I even see Zeke playing better under Rush than I have with Dak. I see smiles on the offensive side to where we hadn't seen that with Dak as QB. So I'm not saying Dak is worse than Cooper Rush, but when do you step back and look and say, hey, this offense seems to be happier and gelling with Cooper Rush than it has with Dak? Even though you know you're not going to sit $40 million, does that ever happen? Because I don't want to be called stupid. I'm not saying that uh, Cooper Rush is better than Dak, but if the team is winning and the team is more comfortable and they're having a good time out there, why make the change? No, yeah, and I agree with you. I mean, I I, I kind of know how we went on a little tyrant last at the end of the show last week with the Cowboys, but I just think the best ideal thing is to leave Rush in and see what he, see what he has, not Rush. Dak back you know we kind of touched about it for the show is just you know it would be the worst possible scenario if they put in Dak this week with the Rams you know you're playing a tough defense and you got Philly after but I just want to see what Rush can do against a legit defense I mean understandably people can say uh yeah Dak didn't look so good in game one but they were playing Tampa's defense with Todd Bowles who's a defensive-minded coach yes you know uh Rush isn't better than Dak but the offense is is looking better, I have to admit. But when Dak comes back, Kellen Moore needs to continue that offense where it's so, so simple. You know, you run the ball, you know, just have tell Dak not to mess up and, and get through his progressions. Uh, admittedly, I, I see Rush getting rid of the ball quicker, but you don't – maybe there is a mental side where that's getting been affecting Dak, you know, coming back from those injuries and being out of the game so long. But also, I think the one big thing, I think 
I talked about it with you, Rudy. You see Rush more comfortable in the in a sense with with like a Noah Brown or some of the other receivers just because he practices with them all the time. I mean, you know, your backup quarterback is getting those reps, so he's comfortable with it. And I also see a lot of people saying that um that Cooper Rush is one of the most smartest quarterbacks in the league. So there is differences in the games, but I think they should just leave him in until uh, until they really need to put Dak back in, just because they don't want to have Dak get re-injured. I, I mean, I, I can see that. I agree with that, you know. But I'm going through, through Zeke's stats. I'm gonna go through Zeke for a second here. Zeke had what 52 yards against the Bucks. Dak starting. He had 53 yards against the Bengals. So. Then you go to the Giants game, and Zeke has – well, he's not even there. Hold on. Uh, 73 and a touchdown. So you you see what I'm saying. Zeke is that one guy that is always picked on when it comes to the Cowboys. Now, the yesterday he had 49 yards. But it just seems like that offense is a lot more cohesive with Russian and you're right practicing with guys like Noah Brown uh, and you know any other guy like that yeah I get that he's got a he's got a rep uh, with Noah Brown he's he's feels comfortable with them but he doesn't practice normally with a Gallup he doesn't practice normally with a CD Lamb he doesn't practice with a Zeke or a Pollard he doesn't get offensive he doesn't get first line uh, um, first team offensive line like he doesn't get all this stuff but now that he has it, it doesn't seem different to you. I mean, CD's looked more comfortable the last couple of games with, you know, with uh, Cooper at quarterback. See, and again, I'm just trying to figure out. I'm not trying to cause the whole Dak versus Cooper rush argument that everybody has every 20 seconds on social media. I'm not trying to cause that. I'm trying to figure out if Cowboy fan is staring at the team and Dak goes in. Who do the Who do the Cowboys play next? Is it the Rams? Yeah. Okay. So, travel to LA. If Dak plays, and they only have three points in the first half, ten points maybe total in the first half, but it's been a rocky, rocky ten points with Dak at QB. Do you stick with Dak the whole game? No. It's just. I mean, I I can see why she might say no, but I mean, I feel like you just have to just because uh, the one thing in the game one is man, the that that I know he doesn't really need as preseason, but as every vet goes, you got to get through your progressions next season. But like he was coming in with a new team, and that was the first game of the year. You know, everyone looked pretty rusty in the first week, and I the way I see it is I see both sides, but I also see the side that Rush has played. You know defenses that weren't as good and the game plan was more simpler but that's what i'm saying like if if he's really legit then if he does good against the rams then leave him then then leave him in and see what that has to go but i think if that's going bad i don't think they pull him necessarily because they want to they want to see if they can work through it but it's going to cause a little big frenzy because that that perception of you benching your 40 million dollar quarterback it's like what do you go from there now you get okay so you made it you made a comment you said keep it simpler which is what they seem to be doing with Cooper Rush. And you said, you know, same thing. Kellen Moore's got to keep it simple for Dak when he comes back. But, I mean, it's it's pretty much the same game plan. I mean, if you're telling me that to keep it simple with Dak, then it's Dak's fault for making it more complicated? I mean, if that's the case, then Dak isn't your quarterback then. 
if he goes against the grain and doesn't follow the game plan, then that's anarchy by your quarterback. So if you're trying to keep it simple and your QB is resistant about it, then, then again, it goes back to wins enough is enough. I mean, okay, say they go out, Dak plays against the Rams, scores 10 points. I'm going to give him a touchdown. 10 points. They lose. Say it's 29-10. They lose. And you just can't get the ball moving. You can't do anything. You're going into Philly. Now, Philly, as of right now, you're a game back of the division lead. You start Philly. Philly's up 17-0. Your offense can't do jack. Do you – I mean, what I'm trying to get at is when is – if the scenario played out where the offense looks terrible under Dak Prescott, do you have the balls as Mike McCarthy as a coach, which we know he doesn't, he doesn't have balls because he doesn't go to voodoo donuts apparently, but do you pull him and see if Cooper rush brings you back and brings that team back from the dead? If it's a game and a half of play, do you make like do you say fuck you Jerry? I'm coaching for my job. Rush gave me my best opportunities to win. I need to stick with him until I see it's completely gone. It's the Jeremy Lin effect. Jeremy Lin was the man amongst he was a what a giant amongst men. He was all over the place, scoring at will, taking the NBA by storm. Then he cooled off. And it was Lin Satin, he was no more. But don't you have to ride that wave until there's no more wave? And that's what I'm trying to get is, can McCarthy tell Jerry, screw you? You are the owner. You want to win. But let me do my damn job. And let me ride this wave. Is that even possible? I mean, I think so. I don't know what uh, Statue Samai has to say, but I, I think so. That I mean, if you're Mike McCarthy and you're coaching for your job, then... I say screw it. I mean, do it then. I mean, if you, you're the coach and as much as fans, you know, like me or whoever else don't agree or disagree, I mean, whatever gets the team a win and minus all the antics and the noise that be causing them, all I want to see is just them to win. I don't care who's quarterback. Shit, you can, you can, we'll put you in there, Rudy, man. If, you, if you're getting the job done, Rudy, go be quarterback, man. I don't care who the hell's quarterback. As long as they get a win, that's all I care for. And I, I think. Yeah, I think you're right, though, With because at the end of the day, it's all about W's. But um, I think going back to what you were saying, when you pull Dak out, if the situation does arise, I think um, by halftime of that Rams game, if they are down by at least 20, I think you pull him. I think you have to. If he looks bad, um, the offense isn't going anywhere, and they're down 20, it's looking like a blowout. I mean, they have nothing to lose by putting Rush in there because – everything's validated. Like Dak, doesn't look good. He came back too early. The offense isn't flowing and you have no reason to, you don't lose anything by putting rush in there. And not only that, but if anything, it tests rush to see what he does rock, as you alluded to earlier in the episode, what does he do against an elite defense? If he does well, all of a sudden you might be looking at, okay, Dak, you need to show up in the first half of that Eagles game. Or if we're getting blown out, man, we're going to put rush in, in the second half and maybe he pulls another comeback. It, I mean, it happens. You see Drew Bledsoe go down. You see the greatest QB to ever come in and Tom Brady. This past weekend, you saw Mike Tomlin, who is notorious for sticking with his guy 
you know, Roethlisberger struggled, he stuck with him. Now, get for granted, Roethlisberger, you know, had done stuff in the NFL, you know, winning Super Bowl and stuff. But you have Mike Tomlin who pulled Mitch Trubisky at halftime and said, you know what? It's picket time. Let's do this. Brian Hoyer. Yeah, finally. Brian Hoyer got hurt. Didn't have Mac Jones. Bill went with the Zappy. I mean, you've got other teams. The Falcons are getting ready to pull Mariota and Star Ritter. Um, the commanders are thinking about putting Sam Howell in over Carson Wentz. I mean, you've got teams that are looking to say, okay, we're not getting it done. So we need to make that move. You have not got it done as a Cowboys team in the Dak Prescott era. And I get Dak Prescott was a great player. He came in to replace one of, you know, the Cowboys best QBs and Tony Romo. But at what point is it, you know, you know what? We don't, we want to win. We want to win a title. We have a great team on the field. It's awesome. But we don't want to make the obvious move. We want to go with the highest paid guy and the guy who we think gives us a chance rather than the guy who is actually showing us that he can win on the field. Your defense is playing balls to the wall. One, if not the best defenses in the league. If your offense can't score the ball, you're going to have one pissed off defense because they're getting stops expecting you to score points. And that's the problem I have with the Cowboys. I don't know what to think anymore. I like the QB controversy, but at the same time, it doesn't need to be a controversy. You ride the hot hand, no matter what. Ride the hot hand and see what it plays. What's the worst that could happen? Rush gets you one loss, you pull him, that comes back in. I mean, it's as simple as that. And you know what? It's maybe more motivation for Dak, too. That's just me. And again, I'm not saying Dak is not as good as Cooper Rush. I, I'm not saying Cooper Rush is better than Dak. Nothing like that at all. I'm just saying as a former coach, I've coached a lot. I've always, I've always rode the hot hand. If a player was, you know, on my basketball team, scoring at will and getting to the basket, making things happen. Hey, bro, let me sit back, relax, and let me enjoy this game, this performance you're putting on. So I don't know why it's even a controversy at all. You got anything? Any of you guys got anything left to say on the Cowboys situation before we head over to Sweeper Key? Yeah, I, I got a question for y'all, but if y'all have a comment, go ahead and go ahead and say it, like in response to, to Rudy's. I'll just say real quick, uh, Jones has expressed what he feels. And he basically said on his morning show on radio that the biggest thing for him is for Dak to be able to throw the ball at 100%. So that's pretty clear. I think Jones still believes in Dak, but I think he also believes in Coop. And that might be his new nickname. But (laughs) I think... Everyone had great takes, and we'll just see what happens. But, yeah, I'm on the same boat. I would never say that uh, Dak has been trumped by the replacement uh, backup quarterback. That would go too far. But I will say it's a great opportunity for him to show his value, and maybe that will give him some brownie points for his career. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I think it comes down to health. You know, Dak, Dak could be coming back too soon. 
And no, they might rush him. Like not them, but he might rush to get back because he may feel his starting job is is gone. So I mean, that's another thing. You're gonna put yourself at risk for long term injury because you feel like you may not be the starter anymore. That's just terrible, man. That's terrible. Yeah. Hey, Rock, do you do you have a comment on on what uh, Rudy just said? Because I wanted to ask the panel something about the Cowboys. No, go ahead. Okay, so this is for everyone here. Um, so do you, because Rudy, you mentioned at the beginning of this Cowboys segment how there's like this new life with the team. People are smiling. That comes with W's. It comes with wins. But the team almost feels rejuvenated. Mm-hmm. Um, very similar to preseason with Turpin returning those touchdowns. Like that was the last time I saw the team as reinvigorated as they are now. Um, but I wanted to ask you this. So you think the team feels this ex- this new life, this newfound life, because there's now no expectation for them to like be that team that has to win every game. Now they're now people are like, oh, well, they're hurt, Dax out. And maybe that's fueling them to play harder, play better to show to go out there and prove the doubters wrong. Do you think that has to do with what how they're how well they're playing? Yes, I do. I think with because when you lose your starting QB, you've got the you've got the mindset that there's probably going to be a down season. You're probably not going to win very many games. It's going to be a struggle. You saw the struggle they had against the Bucks and again, you could say the Bucks, you know, hey, their defense. But defense is good. It's not great. I mean, We've seen we've already seen lesser teams score on the Bucks, and biggest one is the Packers. I mean, the Packers were able to score on the Bucks, and that's where I feel that the Cowboys should have been judged on was the Packers game against the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, the Rodgers has less to work with, in my opinion, than Dak does or the Cowboys do. So to see that the Cowboys can only put up three points against the Buccaneers was really, really troubling for me. But to see how Rodgers was able to do it, put up, I believe, 20 points against them. I mean, I that, that's where I kind of base off that whole part. But I do see the rejuvenation on the Cowboys, especially the offensive side. It, It's like, it's different, man. I mean, CD sucked the first few games. Everybody was saying he's not a wide receiver one. I still don't. I've, I said it before the season started. He's not a wide receiver one. He's not your go-to wide receiver. And I, I will die on that hill. He's not a wide receiver one. He's a good playmaking wide receiver. He can make things happen, but he's not a wide receiver one. So seeing him these last couple of games is the CD lamb you were hoping he could be. And that's because of, a lot of things falling into place with Cooper Rush starting. So I do see what you're saying is the rejuvenation. Yes. I mean, the rejuvenation of this team, it's it, – if you're saying they're not rejuvenated, I don't know what fucking game you're watching. But you should be able to tell that with hand, without, you know, without missing a beat. That, that's my response to that. Rock, Shamaya, y'all got anything? Uh, no, I mean, I, I agree too. I mean, I just feel like also the extra motivation of wanting to, like, you know, just to prove the doubters wrong and just knowing that like, the spotlight isn't really on them right now. I mean, no one would have thought Rush was going to win these games. I mean, personally, I didn't. I think I did 
a, a story saying uh predicting uh the record for the Cowboys and I'd probably have the Cowboys winning two games and it was like the Giants and the Commanders that's it but losing the other ones because I mean I figured the Bengals you know they were just in the Super Bowl they would lose and so I was like oh I didn't really see Cooper just doing this good but I mean it is surprising but I feel like yeah uh what Mark said I think there is less pressure and it's just you know, there's vibing, man. I mean, it's the first time you've seen the Cowboys in a while. Yeah, it's the Cowboys that always feel pressure because they've been gone so long, but now just everyone just kind of doing their own thing. Yeah, it's a, it's a different different Cowboy team that I'm seeing right now. So we'll see what happens, man. Shimon, I didn't mean to – I don't know if you had anything to say on that or if you wanted just to move on to the Ravens talk that I know you wanted to bring up. I'll say real quick, the mm-hmm. pressure's really going to be on Dak when he comes back. Because yeah. if he starts to lose and play sloppy, then it's going to be like, okay, you just killed the party vibe. Like, we were listening to some good rap, and you came up in here with some banjo playing. <laughs> and it's going to be like a tough situation. Because we all know who is going to be uh, counting down for them to basically mess up everything. Mr. Smith is going to be waiting for his jokes. And yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think it's just going to be pressure either way, to be honest. Pressure's going to be okay. Can Coop actually keep this up? And the other pressure will be okay, Dak. Can you like not f this up? Because you know we have been getting some W's, so we start seeing some L's when you return. It's gonna be awkward. Hell yeah, it's gonna be awkward. It's gonna be bad, yeah. man. Rudy, I, honestly, I am genuinely worried about Dak if he comes back for that Rams game. Ah, we'll have to wait and see. We may, uh, we may have to have an emergency podcast if Dak decides to come back for the Rams game because I really don't. I really don't want him to. I feel like, truthfully, the game he should return is probably the Lions game. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and lie. Thank you. I think the Lions game is where I would say, okay, sit. And not because it's a guaranteed win, because, I mean, hey, the Lions are the highest scoring team in the league. They're also giving up the most points in the league, but they are the highest scoring team in the league. I hope they lose to the Lions. (laughs) But I think that's the game that he should come back in because – that's a game where I feel not necessarily it's a easier team, but where I feel that you can actually get more motivation in that game. Because like I said, the Lions are, they're going to put up points and you're going to be able to put up points on them. So that might be a good thing for him to get his confidence back, work well with his receivers. It just kind of give you the offense, you know, flowing and stuff. So yeah, two more weeks without Dak would probably be the best thing. And then have him come back for the Lions. Cause then you got Lions and bears. I mean, Two games that are not oh necessarily, yeah, not oh my, not necessarily the greatest games out there, but uh, greatest teams out there. But two teams that definitely you want to maybe have him come back on. We got sweeper keep coming up right now. We're, real quick before we go on, I want to ask the panel before we go to sweeper keep Ravens and Bills, tremendous game yesterday, but we saw a lot of pissed off Raven fans, we saw a lot of pissed off Raven, Raven players. I have to ask this question before we go to sweeper keep real fast. Who's at fault, Harbaugh or Lamar Jackson? I'm going to let y'all go first. Who's at fault there? Anybody wants to jump in? 
I mean, that was that was a horrible interception. I gotta say that. So you're blaming Lamar? Just just that just that intercept. You cannot sling the ball up like that. Okay. Rock? Yeah, I'll go with Lamar. I mean the Kiwis always get a blame and the coach can always do so much. But I'm gonna go with Lamar. But I mean everyone makes mistakes, man. And even the best of the best have made those mistakes. But you know, if you want to beat the best, you gotta stay on your game and not make those silly mistakes. So I know he's probably beating himself up for that. But you're probably you probably saw a preview of a potential playoff matchup coming up later this season. So but I, I'm gonna go with Lamar. Yeah, Shamaya, Lamar or Harbaugh? Who's to blame? See, I feel like both are to blame equally. Okay. Because they both had a equal opportunity and they bombed the opportunity. All right. Coach can be argued. Well, he should have did this. He should have did that. He should have trusted his defense more. Well, it's the same violin playing a different, you know, song, but in the same key for Lamar. I think they both equally bombed the opportunity. So anyone can have a brilliant point about they should trust their defense or, you know, Lamar, you know, kind of messed up that situation. It could equally be argued. So I say they're both or I fought, but if I had to force choose one and jump off the cliff without a parachute, I had to say Lamar only because he's a superstar and, you know, you expect a little bit better. You know, yeah, I, um, I'm going to say, I agree with you both. I mean, when you're, you're hardball, you take the points, you're late in the game, you get, you get three points. You have the best kicker in the league, probably one of the greatest kickers of all time, in Justin Tucker. I mean, you take the points. I get that. In that situation, you take them, you trust your defense to stop them. But I also get the coach's idea. If you're Lamar, make a play. Make a play. That way it forces them to get a touchdown. They don't need to get a field goal to tie. So I have to shift the blame a little bit more on Lamar. Just a tad. And the reason why is you're right. All you guys are right. Throwing that pick right there, it's horrible. What do you do when you're playing the game and you're in that situation, fourth down, down at the two at that? If you have nobody open, you get outside the pocket, you know what? Throw it away. The game is still tied. And guess what? Buffalo has to go 98 yards in very limited time. You realize how tough that is very tough so you can get a safety and win the game or you know what just head to overtime but it's then i look back if you trust your defense that much you should have got the points because the worst thing could have happened they could have started at the 25 so yeah it's a tough situation man and i i gotta say like so as we're talking about this game i want to give a shout out to one side of the ball and kind of diss the other. Uh, so the shout out, you got to shout out the Ravens defense here in this game. They held the bills to under 30 points and the Ravens have one of the worst secondaries in the league. I think that says something that's really impressive that uh, the bills didn't just shred them up. So I have to give them props to that. And the bills again, I mean, they did win this game, but, their offense did not look that good. I thought they should have been able to slice up that secondary 
and they didn't. And don't get me wrong, like Gabe Davis is injured and stuff, and he was playing out there hobbled. But still, you got McKenzie, you got guys who can catch the ball out there. And Allen was struggling. He was really struggling. And so, I mean, I, I got to give props to that Ravens defense. True, true. I mean, there was a the Bills are struggling to score this game, so that's a good legitimate question that I got. Let's go to sweeper key. But first, we do. I want to say my fantasy football season. I'm a major champion. I've won a lot of fantasy football leagues. I don't really brag too much about it, but I'm going to say fantasy football is complete shit this year. Every fucking player I'm having is going on the IR or injured and the fantasy gods are literally taking a shit on my head this year. So thank you. Fantasy gods. It's going to super key. Rudy, if it makes you feel any better, I no, have Javante. I have, I have Javante Williams on two teams. Okay. So I have Dude, Jonathan yeah. Taylor, Cordell Patterson and Javante oh. Williams on one squad. My God. Oh, God. I have Javante Williams, Cordell Patterson on one squad. So now my only running backs are CMC and Brees Hall, and I have no third running back now. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So that's why I said my entire fantasy season is our, is just oh, a, a fantasy. Our, our, our condolences go out to all you fantasy football players who are struggling right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, yeah we got you. We, you're in our hearts, everyone. Yeah. All right, guys. All right, guys. Let's go to something a little more positive. Welcome to the segment that is called Sweep or Keep. In this segment, for those of you who are new listeners, so you're either going to sweep a take, a tweet, or a stance on something, which means you don't like it, you're going to throw it in the trash, or you're going to keep it, which means you're going to put it on top of the mantle over your fireplace. You're going to cherish it and adore it forever. So let's play the game of Sweep or keep first up is a tweet or not a tweet but a quote from Shaq and uh, this this is more of a comedic one he said I remember I sat courtside Stevie Wonder was there he yelled brick at LeBron James at a LeBron James three how the f do you know Shaq on when he knew the Lakers season was over (laughs) yikes Sweep or keep? I mean, obviously they were blind. They couldn't, uh, you know, get the W. So I guess Stevie had that nice intuition. <laughs> I I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep the fact that Stevie Wonder can see. I think he can actually see. He's he's probably blind, but not as blind as we all think. Um, Shaq had Shaq had a story too when he was playing in Phoenix, I believe. It was either Phoenix or Boston. He saw Stevie Wonder in an elevator, didn't say a word. And Stevie said, hey, Shaq, how are you doing? And Shaq's <laughs> kind of like, um, so that's why after hearing that, I'm agreeing with Shaq. Stevie Wonder can see, and he's been kind of just giving us the run around this whole time. Yeah, I'm going to keep that because I always thought Stevie Wonder could see too, like to a certain extent. <laughs> and hearing that story, I'm like, how the hell do you know it's Shaq? I get your senses are real heightened, <laughs> what I've heard when you're blind, but like, how do you sense that you're just next to a, like a seven foot guy? You're like, what's up, Shaq? Like, I would did it if you hear his voice, but no. <laughs> I mean, up. maybe Shaq's waistline has a certain scent to it that, <laughs> that Stevie knows. I don't know. Stevie's like, oh, it's Shaq. I, okay, so 
I mean, maybe what we need to do is go into a room, blindfold somebody, and all of us walk in and see if that person can identify who that is. Yeah, that'll be a great YouTube video. We should do that at a restaurant. Everyone leaves, except for the person that's going to pick the guy. There we and, go. Yeah, blindfold the person that's in the restaurant in that way. Yeah, let's see if y'all really like Stevie the, Wonder. The Stevie Wonder Challenge is what we'll call it. That'll that be is brilliant. You, you think Shaq... Uh, smelled of voodoo donuts and Stevie oh, Wonder's God. like Stevie God. Wonder's like hey, you, you got the cock and balls didn't you <laughs> oh I could imagine Shaq's look on Shaq's face if he was to ever hear that from Stevie Wonder <laughs> what do we got yeah, next it'd man? be crickets man <laughs> yeah. all right here we go gentlemen we got uh, this one represents from the Carolina Panthers. A good old friend from Rudy's Falcons division there. All right. Here's a quote. DJ Moore on catching passes from Baker Mayfield. Oh, Jesus. I don't know if you've heard this one, but it's pretty priceless. It's not about getting open. I could have 15 yards of separation, and this dude still couldn't hit me. I miss <laughs> Sam on God. Oh, Ouch. my God. Is that a real, like, official take? Is not a burner account? Was that? No, that's, like, that's a real. That is, that is DJ Moore on catching passes from Damn. his quarterback, Baker. I'm keeping Baker. that, and I'm betting he's going to send his quarterback a box of chocolate. You know what? Cock and balls. <laughs> Holy cow. Really? You know what? I'm going to keep that because <sighs> Baker's terrible. Baker's not good at all. I you mean, should be at Donuts, man. Baker, yeah. uh, <laughs> Mister Baker's, the Baker's dozen is probably what you should call that that new donut shop. But this is <laughs> that Baker is so is good. A, Baker is a terrible quarterback. I mean, he's good at commercials. He's yeah, a great, com- yeah. He's funny. He's a great guy at commercial, but he's your prototypical college quarterback. I mean, he was good in college. I mean, and the pros, he sucks. If you can't hit DJ Moore, the guy is a massive receiver. I mean, there's no way you have that much separation. You should be able to hit him. He's that guy that passes Spanish classes, but if you actually put him in a place where you had to speak Spanish, it'll just be (laughs) a big fail. Oh, my God. (laughs) He takes four years of Spanish and gets lost in, you know, the Spanish-speaking part of the town, right? He just he just knows like don't don't start like biblioteca. That's all yeah. we know. Hey, hola. <laughs> He's like me llamo Baker. But oh my uh, I'm also keeping that too because it's OU week and Texas versus OU this week and OU sucks. So yeah, Baker's trash. I mean, I, I hate to say this, guys, and it might be jumping the gun a little bit, but we might have to be talking about Kyler Murray here soon, being in that category. Yes, Kyler Murray. Um, he's not trash. He's not Baker Mayfield trash, but he's that. Okay. So Baker is the trash bag that's in the can. Kyler's that, that H E B bag you have hanging off the, uh, the doorknob. <laughs> so it's classy, he's right there, but he's not quite in the trash bag yet. That's what Kyler Murray is. But do you think Kyler is playing with this because he doesn't have D hop? Or even it shouldn't have- matter. I mean, you yeah. still got Marquise Brown. I mean, you still have you have Zachers. You have receivers there. It, DeAndre Hopkins. You know, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins is a lot older. So I mean, he's not going to be 
as dominant as he once was, but you have weapons there. You can't say you don't have weapons. I just, I just think, like I said, Kyler Murray coming into the league. Yes, his height has a lot to do with it, but it's accuracy, man. I mean, the guy is just, he's a blur. He can run past you. But as far as QB goes, no. Reason why Michael Vick sucked, you know, when it came to passing when he got in. He wasn't accurate at all. He worked on it. Then his years in Philadelphia and elsewhere, he was fine. He became a more accurate quarterback. And that's something that Kyler needs to work on. But then again, when you're, you know, 5'2", it's kind of hard to see over your line. Yeah, I mean, he kind of does look like a Happy Meal toy, you know? The adult Happy Meal toy that came out yeah. today. Right, oh. by the way. We got one last thing. You got one more? We got one. I do. One I do. And this one is actually a reference to Tim Hay. Oh, um, nice. So we got a quote here from Giannis. He says, when I retire from this game, I want to disappear. I want to be like Tim Duncan. Where the hell is Tim Duncan? Sweep or keep? keep. I'm going to keep that because I... I wish I was so good and popular that I could just disappear like Tim Duncan and just mix in with the rest of the crowd in San Antonio. He's an introvert, and that's what we do best, man. We we know how to exit the party without anyone knowing that we're not at the party. Yeah, 100%. Brock, you sweeping or keeping? I'm keeping it as well. I mean, it's pretty dope. Um, and I, I love what Giannis had said, and Giannis is arguably the best player in this league. So, I mean, he, he, it's cool to kind of just see him give a nod to Timmy and just have that respect for him. True that, man. True that. Well, man, this is the uh, end of the show. We got to we gotta get going. We shout out to uh, Voodoo Donuts and Rock's Cock and Ball Donuts. We are going to find out two things here before we go. We're going to find out if it does come in a cream-filled version, which I'm – probably going to go up to austin one day and might take rock and whoever wants to go we'll take a trip to voodoo donuts and we're going to ask if it does come in cream filled so if anybody out there knows that it does let us know and also the the stevie wonder challenge is going to be a thing i really feel we're going to make that happen you should do it at the donut shop oh we're gonna we can we can combine both we can combine oh, voodoo donuts. like you have to touch the donuts and figure out which donut it is <laughs> Oh my God! Jeez, really? <laughs> Hands or mouth? <laughs> Hands or mouth? Like taste? Yeah, I'm not. No, I'm not. Yeah, she was like, I'm not even about that. She <laughs> like, I'm just running the camera. <laughs> We're not doing anything Jeez, like that. Man, you never catch me on video doing that crap. <laughs> well, like, so, like, with with the cock and balls doing it. So, one, like, does it come cream filled? Obviously, we got to ask that. And two, does it come with like an extension? Like, can you get it longer? You know? Yikes. <laughs> You know, I literally had no words. Yeah, it's hard to get words. Where's the music, Bo? On on an exit note, because we always like to leave something on an exit note here. All right, man. So we'll do the Voodoo Challenge. Uh, Well, we'll go to Voodoo Donuts and probably do the Stevie Wonder Challenge. We got a lot of stuff coming up here. Uh, Blue Santa uh, uh, Drive is coming up. We've got the Salvation Army uh, Red Kettle. um, I can't remember what it is. Kettle kettle parade or whatever it is coming up for salvation army uh we'll get you all the details on that all of us will be out there we're all doing that shamaya's actually got an event coming up uh you let me know we'll let you give y'all more details on that uh, a lot of us from sweep the league will be a part of that as well so for rock for shamaya on the beats for stats for Derek gervin who's with team gervin for Candice avila garcia who is on mommy duty pretty accomplished here until we sweep the league again next monday we'll see you soon
Oh yeah.